Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizen Feed, your podcast for everything Star Citizen. I'm Ace36 and I'm here with my mates Mosa69 from Sydney, Australia and Delta X85. Uh, I will give over to Moss right now and um, we will have our week in review where we tell you everything we did this week in Star Citizen. Thanks, Ace. Hope you're well. Welcome, everyone. Um, as usual, we start off the uh, the podcast with the week in review, where uh, we all talk about our experiences in game. Um, so I'll kick things off, gentlemen. Um, so this week was I was happy. Fourteen point zero was rough, <laughs> rough as guts for me, um, as we all spoke about it last week, and then. Um, Going to 14.1, I had one session in 14.1 and it was a vast improvement for me anyway. Um, so things like putting my gun in and out, um, you know, the desync, it's still there, but 14.0 was, was horrible horrible amounts of desync this is kind of like back to normal amounts of desync for 14.1 <laughs> uh so we started off uh with with you know members from, of the skeleton crew uh we went after some some bounties at uh that were trying to clear their crime stat at hurston uh security depot and so mm-hmm. that they were down there entrenched in the bunker and me and my friend were at the top of the elevator. And for those that play the game, you know that that elevator is a choke point, right? You know, if you go down the elevator, you're going to get popped like straight away. So uh, one of my friends, uh, shout out to Space Eddie. He, he went down the elevator without me joining him and had a quick firefight with, with the people down there, two of the guys down there and uh, ended up dying. And then I don't know what happened to me, but I turned around and there was a guy that was helping them who wasn't a bounty. He came up behind me and somehow I just flew off into the elevator, down the elevator um, shaft. So I don't know if he shot me and my body flew or what. It just felt like I got pushed, which I know is not a mechanic, but... Um, anyway, we both ended up dying, so that was a pretty fun session. Um, and then we got into a hurricane, uh, which... Um, I think is having its time in, in the limelight because, boy, I, I sat in the turret and we destroyed a warden that tried to attack us, like immediately tore it to shreds and uh, another player. And then we um, we ended up just doing some uh, PVE stuff after that. And it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, big shout out to the Hurricane. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was my week. So, uh, Delta, let's go to you. What, what, what did you do this week? Yeah, and I'm not going to say admin, because <laughs> to be honest with you, I have done very little this week. Good. Uh, however, uh, I did get into 314.1, uh, 314.0, I had five character resets. I think we were tallying it up in our Discord. We have maybe 160 players, probably about 30 or 40 active we dude, we we wound up having a total that was just accounted for 42 resets like th- that that Jeez. is crazy dude yeah it was miserable Horrible. to be honest with you i'm not gonna lie to you 314 tested my will to continue with this game 
But <laughs> I do understand that it's an alpha, had to take all of that in consideration, along with the fact that this is the first transition from one patch to the next that I've ever had. Uh, unfortunately, I'd have to say that 314 actually, we took a blow in our Discord server. Even though we had a lot of players come in, we have a lot of players that won't come back until the game is further in development. Like they were just like, I'm not going to play it anymore until they, they work on it. So I did notice that that was a, a trend. As far as my gameplay, I jumped in, I, I tested the mining loop, figured out that I don't want to do that anymore because the only reason why that was intriguing to me was because of the dupe exploit. Because uh, I think <laughs> we probably duped about 10 million worth before they nerfed that and took it completely out. Uh, so now to me, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm the type of player that I'm looking for the most efficient way. I want my, my investment is my time and I want a high return on my investment. Uh, still trying to get used to the, the, the flight because I'm, I've been in very little. So I'm just now actually started getting my certifications for bounties again. Because yeah. every time I jump in, I'd have a player, you know, let's test this. Uh, I found this exploit. Let's run this. So by the time I did that, then people want help with getting out of prison. It's like I have had very little productive gameplay. Along with one day I logged in, I had 15 30Ks within 30 minutes. And now I was what? like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. So I, I got out uh, buggy, 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 and more buggy. That's what the hell I've been dealing with. I yeah. have out of our Discord, I probably have, I'm probably in the top five of best PCs, and I have had probably the most fucking issues. I got players with like 1080s that haven't had as many issues as I have. So it, it, had, it has nothing to do with your system. And then some people are actually fine. They're like, oh, Delta, I've only experienced a, a small number of 30Ks. I've had you know one character reset so it's weird man it's, mm. it's almost exclusive to certain people and then you know i had an issue where i got shitting and logged off because uh on pad one of everest and po when i would call in my sentinel it would come in and be at an angle well actually <laughs> it was this way so mm. i couldn't even access my ramp to get on it uh, so that was that was a major issue for sure, which yeah. actually is is pretty funny that they decided to do a video with Star Citizen Live this past week with uh, QA team. So that's going to be really interesting conversation when we get there. Yeah. Outside of that, that's 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 where I'm at with it. Uh, like I said, it tested my will. Like I had to take a whole day to process whether I wanted to continue this game. But I do understand that it's an alpha. It's going to be an alpha for a long time. It is in development. And from you know talking to the veteran players, it's typical. However, amongst the veteran players, they all do agree that 314 was probably the most buggy they had ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. Transition. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. well, I, I think in proportion to the timeline, you know, you want to see some stability as years go by as well so maybe someone can point and say well in 3.1 it was just as unstable well of course you know but as time goes on we want slightly more stability i think at the same time but anyway um 
Yep. Sorry, Delta. Go ahead. Uh, you good, man? I'll actually just bring this up in in the game dev. Yeah, uh, probably be a good point for that. Cool, Ace. How's your week, my man? Well, uh, pretty good actually. Um, ever since fourteen one drop, it's actually very playable for me, and uh, I've been practicing my flight skills because the new flight model is it is great for starters, but it's different, so it takes some time to get used to the changes. And uh, I mean, acceleration and deceleration are substantially different yeah at least in feel so I, I had to adapt it a little bit to that and uh yeah i've been mainly doing that and on the weekend well, last weekend i've been doing nine tails twice how did that run for you pretty pretty good actually uh i mean at 30k right at the end but uh i could take the event with me so you play both sides no, not yet. Uh, I plan to pl uh, to play on the other side today. That's uh, which side did you play on? On the UEE side, on the okay. uh, Crusader. I, I don't want to talk side. to you anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, it was Crusader <laughs> Security, not the UEE. It's just a company. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, that wraps up our weekend review. I just do want to say though, fourteen point one. I was worried too, man. Fourteen point oh was testing my will to survive as well. But for me, at this stage, 14.1 was such a vast improvement. So I hope, you know, it just kind of, yeah, keeps going in that direction. Anyway, that wraps up the weekend review. Um, over to you, Delta, for CIG media releases, my friend. transition into CIG media releases. So this is the segment where we're going to cover any of the media releases that were re relevant in video on YouTube. So we cover Star Citizen Live and Inside Star Citizen. Today we're going to begin with Star Citizen Live Game Dev, Life of QA, which is a nice wow. sweet transition in, from <laughs> our weekend review and all of the issues that we experienced in 314. So this is the department that's supposed to stress test this. Uh, so what, what we have was a quality assurance team with Jared. Uh, Samantha Haley, first jump point pilot, was an accolade mm -hmm. that she got. Uh, George Honeywell, Jack Fittis, and George Stabler. Uh, so if 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 I can take a second, you, you know I got to do this. I got I got to be cynical to a degree, but I like to balance my cynicism with with some positivity. So I'm going to begin by trolling them. <laughs> this has absolutely nothing to do with quality assurance, but over time watching these videos i've noticed that if you ever i was a psychology philosophy major so i tend to look at the background people's personalities a lot of these people either a have no personalities or b just fucking move or c star citizen or cig needs to pay them more money because they have nothing on their walls no sorts of you know animation to their personality and things are very structured and rigid and it may come along with that whole programmer de developer mentality i don't know but it, I, cig i'd be willing to pay 10 more dollars a month 
on my subscription if you just give me a few more perks and then the other five dollars five could be for increasing the perks the other five should be like a GoFundMe for these individuals that where you put shit on their walls you understand what i'm saying <laughs> the, it, it, it gives personality it's bleak and bland <laughs> yeah 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 it, that, that's what it, so also to be honest with you i got i got to say one other thing jared said this literally and it makes sense to me now why they dropped the ball on 314. jared said verbatim we're quarter three right going into citizen con verbatim jared says everybody is heads down working on their presentations and stuff stop fucking working on the presentations and program the goddamn game <laughs> okay all right yep now done trolling going to transition into positivity positivity citizens guys listen i implore you when ptu comes out and you have access to it as early as it comes out and the earliest that you have access jump in let's move out of the pu go into the ptu and stress the hell out of it because we don't get a lot of the bugs during the ptu that we see in the pu because of the amount of players the population stresses the servers out so they were seeing bugs that they didn't even see in the ptu so it's a matter of population and the amount of players that we have in the ptu will be able to work some of those bugs out so in defense of cig let's participate in the ptu fair point Thank yeah you. yeah fair point once once the waves are open absolutely all right so so now as far as the video the was the quality assurance team uh boring video of course had a lot of dislikes i noticed compared to other videos but <laughs> anyway we we are assured that there is a quality assurance team and an interesting fact and i did the math once she said they had about a hundred um employees on their team so that would be 14 percent of the employees four star uh, cig that actually is in quality assurance which was a pretty substantial number to be honest with you because i think the other number we got one time was there was about what 20 in server meshing um so that right there is a, a substantial substantial number for quality assurance however you know like she said they can't they can't find every bug a lot of those bugs uh, which one of the georges said a lot of those bu bugs they cannot replicate at all times because they're very rare hmm. um, so so using the issue council is necessary and they do pay attention to that guys so don't feel like you're just you know pissing in the wind when you 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 put that on there they they are paying attention to council one of the georges said that he his previous position was in a position to where they specifically looked at like the top 10 issues with the issue cancel and then transferred those to quality assurance quality assurance would try to replicate them create them but outside of that guys you know one of the things that she said was that they don't always have the ability as a team to get 50 players on a server to stress it out 
Which I implore them to make sure that they do that at least once a week to, to help find some more of these books. Take 50 people of your about 100 once a week and you guys play for whatever duration you work. At least once a week. Come on now. You, you can take 50 of those players and create one once a week work day. Uh, stressing out a server. Uh, now, moving on from that. She said that the crash list itself was an hour read. That's substantial. Because, mm. you know, 30K Whoa. is not even very specific. Mm. So yeah. they're a generalized term. What was you going to say, Moth? No, no, no. I was just going to say, what's the crash list? That's like a list of things that cause a 30K. Is that what it was? Yeah, on the back end is what I'm assuming it was. They yeah. didn't specify. The only thing she said was crash list. Right. Crash list is, you know, an hour read. And then I think Jared chimed in along with the fact that, hey, guys, you know, 30K is a generic issue. And it's for pretty much anything that causes the game to crash. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like, even if you don't see 30K, crashing is a 30K. So, and then they could say we've worked on 30Ks. But you're thinking this one specific thing, but it's like a, a myriad of things that it, it could be because it's a very general term yeah. for crashing. Um, it kind of reminded me, too, when they were talking about issues that they have that they cannot replicate that players are pushing into the council. Uh, a car mechanic like if you, you take your your vehicle to a mechanic and he's like ah uh, scratching my head i can't figure it out like can you take a video tell me exactly what the circumstances and conditions were like all of that matters so as far as quality assurance of certainly it would be the most ideal position to be in with cig they said that that's actually their entry level so their entry level position one of those guys was from retail. One of those guys was ex Navy. Yep. So that you could jump into CIG and Jared kind of like put in a plug to CIG. Hell, maybe they're hiring. Uh, cause you know, they kept talking about the entry level position. Maybe they need more people to join the quality assurance team. Mm. But overall, I mean, that was in a nutshell, that's what it was. Uh, you know, just quality assurance. There's not a whole lot that we could discuss there, except for they absolutely fucking need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing that I took it's away a safe from safe job. Was, <laughs> Sorry, Ace, go on. Yeah, no problem. Um, what they said is uh, they never got too much information. So whenever you have a crash and then decide to actually write the issue council and hand in that crash report, just send screenshots if you got them, send video if you have it. Like the more info you give them, the better they can address problems. So yeah, that yeah. was my main take on the video. That's uh, that's the main information I got from it. Like, yeah, provide all the data you can if you provide data. It's yeah. not just, oh, dude, I crashed. That's not enough, you know? Yeah. Which I think, yeah, I mean, I think all the everyone a lot of people put so much information into uh issues council but maybe yeah they're, they're kind of saying don't be scared of putting as much as you can yeah dude homeboy george one of the georges said that uh he had never read an issue council submission that was 
too much too information. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was too little information. <laughs> yeah. That uh, they were always, and that's good though. You know, it's Star Citizen's got a, a citizenry that is is very analytical. You know, the personalities are cynical at times, but let's make sure that our cynicism is backed up with supporting evidence, supporting information, and ideas on how to fix it. Like, if you know about programming, say, look at X, Y, and Z. This is what I think it is. But if, if you don't have any technical information, don't sit there and harp on something that you don't know shit about. I mean, yeah, 314 was horrible. Did it test my will to continue? Yes. But I decided that I'm going to continue with this game. And I, I really do love the game overall. So let, let me put that out there as a mm -hmm. caveat to all my bitching and, and the whining that I do do. Um, but most of the time, I'd say 95% of the time, if I'm complaining about something, I always supplement that with an idea that I'd like to see it move to or change to. That's always productive criticism when you're offering, you know, an avenue for the change that you're looking for. Yeah. That's Agreed. pretty much it. So yeah. Anybody, anybody um, well, my take, my, my take on it again, uh, meeting Samantha, who was the first person to fly through, fly to Pyro. I mean, on publicly, I suppose was pretty cool. And um, yeah, not a, not a very exciting video. Um, just some like some other takeaways. I just took down some some notes here that uh, you know that the uh, Star Citizen uh, QA team maybe unlike other larger organizations, they're embedded within like their development team. So they've got a QA guy that sits in the network team, a guy that sits in the art team, things like that. Um, and that's about it. One thing was Samantha gave away on purpose or something. I didn't give away. She kind of just mentioned theaters of war um and how they're yeah. still quality testing it um so that was something i suppose that obviously theaters of war i know it's not dead but yeah it was just a moment that samantha mentioned we'll, that we'll hear more yeah we'll, we'll hear more about that at the expo i bet I yeah something to release i'm pretty sure about that yeah but other than that mate yeah. i've got yeah so that was that was like a little tease, I think. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how yeah. to take it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it all I can. Yeah, it did. All right. Well, what we're going to do now, go over to Inside Star Citizen. There's a physician admission summer 2021. So hospitals have insurance shops to set your respawn points. Uh, pharmacies. Uh, now you, you're actually going to get to reserve a your response. Yeah, yeah, your respawn point. That's going to come in. We're in three fifteen. We'll see four different hospitals. We'll get one in Orson. We'll have base clinics, Grim Hex, New Babbage, Gold Standard. They touched on for four different Aegis ships. Hmm. Uh, we had uh. The Gladius, the Saber, the Retaliator, and then what was the Star Wars or what? How do you what was that? I only ship? I only had three ships that they did the gold standard for. Oh, me too. 
I thought yeah. it was four. M maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but they they did specifically talk about the Gladius. They added headlights to the Gladius. That's it. Yep. Yeah, and <laughs> and then I mean there are, there are other things that they do within that gold standard. They make sure that the metrics are up to scale, lighting the material in the ship. So as if if something can be removed from the ship, that it's actually able to be removed. They make sure all the buttons are actually working. Uh, finishing as much as they can within the current context and hmm. gameplay that that we have available uh modularity for tweaked for retaliator so that when modularity comes into the game you'll be able set up ready and waiting for all the the different pieces and components that you can move because it's like there's what one or two sections of the retaliator that's going to be modular yeah specifically yeah, identified like two sections inside you can you can replace with other modules like one can be cargo the other one might be like like for a for a dropship crew like uh, seats and stuff like that not sure what they're going to do but it's going to be in this kind of way yeah i mean so for me the video was in two parts obviously it was about the the medical side of things and then the gold standard uh stuff yeah. so i mean the you know the medical side is like the 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 medical gameplay loop kind of slowly but surely coming to life <laughs> piece by piece and the first step um is you know activating these hospitals and then we're going to see we're going to be respawning in hospitals, which is, you know, a little bit of a different experience. And you're going to wake up next to other people that have just been killed and, you know, have a conversation with them, buy some medicine at the pharmaceutical thing, and then, and then you know, get on your, your pretty way. Um, they spoke about, like, I think elevators in a hangar, like an emergency drop-off point as well, I think. Mm -hmm. I saw where you can... If you're wounded, you can drag your guys out of uh, or girls out of the out of the ship and, and and whack them into a hangar, which which then takes them to the hospital, I believe, uh, which was pretty yeah, cool. That's something like that too. Like they they'll have like emergency um, elevators that, that directly take you to the hospital. And yeah, so um, be on the stretcher and stuff. So as you mentioned, Delta, like there was four hospitals. There was Orison, the Space Clinic, uh, which I think are going to be at the R and R's. Is that is that the correct understanding? Yeah. yeah. Space clinics will be. Either, yeah, must be. Yeah. I mean, make makes sense lore wise to have a at least a small clinic at every R and R. So often. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in the actual so. video, we got a, a sneak peek at each one. Um, obviously. Orson and New Babbage, those were beautiful and immaculate. The the base clinics are indeed that. And Grim Hex, what the fuck else are you gonna expect from Grim Hex? But a <laughs> trashy fucking situation like you're in the damn ghetto. I'm I'm sure there'll be some. They they needed to add in seats. You know those those old 1970s chairs that are stringed together and one unit with individual arms and. Like that's what they need there with <laughs> holes and tears and rips. Well, the good thing about Grimhex though that they did say is that you'll be able to fly in and park near hmm. where you need to go to get immediate care. So if you need to drop grab some meds or get healing, you can fly in, drop down, run in, 
go out. It was one of the only ones that didn't have elevators. Yeah. You know, cause uh -huh. they're struggling with elevators. 314, I've seen more <clears throat> black voids and fell into space through an elevator than I ever have in this game. So, yeah. uh, thank you for not putting an elevator there. I'm sick of elevators. So stop bagging out Grim Hex, man. I love Grim Hex and it puts a massive smile on my face every time they add a section to, to Grim Hex. It's going to have space racings there soon. Hopefully, well, not soon, soon TM, trademark. Um, so you it's going to shot when he goes to the race. <laughs> yeah. Robbed. Um, but that's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. They also spoke, one of the guys said at Orison, you could, so Orison, I think had levels. You can go in an elevator in the hospital and go up a few levels up to whatever floor. And then he Have said, I've been, I've been upstairs. No, I didn't. I don't think the elevators work. Do they? Oh, no, the the elevator is not. But I mean, have you generally been to the to the clinic in Orison? Yes. Check it out? Yes. I haven't been yeah. to any of them. Yeah, I've mucked around with I the trolley. Like, yeah, it, funny enough, it kills you if you push it if you push it down the stairs. Yeah, the trolley is worse yeah. than an elevator. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. So <laughs> it's dangerous. But one one of the guys was saying that Orison, um, he was like, you can be in bed looking out the window and then you'll see these whales flying past in the clouds. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Did you guys, maybe you... I didn't think they added the whales. No, they haven't, but I think he was no. talking, you know, in, in when whales get introduced, oh, uh, okay. yeah. but yeah, that was pretty romantic sort of scenery. Yeah. You will be able to one day. Yeah, it, it sounded pretty much like the the designers describing the scene they had pictured, like for for the future of Orison, where they want to take it. That's that's pretty much what yeah what it sounded like. Um, All right, so inside Star Citizen, uh, physician admission. There's really nothing else to say about it. It was ten minutes long, and I think we spent more time on it than they did. <laughs> uh, I right, just want to sorry. I just want to add yeah, a few more ahead. things, man. Sorry. So just some changes on the gold standard, which so for those that don't know, the gold standard is like the terminology that CIG is using to indicate that a ship has been completed to 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 its utmost with the features that they have available to complete the ship with. That's the definition of, of gold standard. So the Gladius got a headlight, for example. Um, obviously components, component access, being able to pull out components, put them in, um, inventory access, putting your guns and stuff onto the ships in, in, in the little uh, lockers and, and uh, brackets that they might have available. The Sabre got a damage mesh um, sort of rehash and the cockpit got kind of rearranged so it's a little uh, you know prettier and less noisy, as they said um and the tally the tally posed a big problem not a big problem but it was a lot more work because the tally's got an interior unlike the other two fighters so they kind of they rearranged everything you know they rearranged what they had to um they got rid of the upper and lower portholes that you kind of drop into i think and they replaced it with a side airlock and uh, just one elevator so a little bit of rearranging in the tally so tally owners should be pretty happy um and yeah the modules they kind of rearranged the modules the cargo module and the dropship module i didn't even know the tally had modules man but that's pretty that that adds some flexibility to the ship and the reason they focused on these three ships was because they're in squadron 42 
as well. So they're going to continue to roll out and do more gold standard to, to, to the other ships. And Delta, my friend, that's the end of my waffle. So there you go. So now what we're going to do is transition to Ace for Ship Talk. Take a little time and uh, have a little ship talk. And this time we chose the Misk Starfarer, which is a Musashi Industrial uh what do you want to call it refueling ship because it's also a refinery at the same time yep it's it's a fuel it's, platform it's yeah that, that, that's a good way to call it a, a good mobile fuel platform uh, it can generate fuel and it can uh, refuel ships mid-flight and that's going to be super useful and absolutely necessary once pyro hits does anyone own one i don't uh, no no I will own one because he just alluded to the fact that we're going to need him for Pyro and we are re relocating the fuck out of Stanton to Pyro because we'll get into this in the lure section, but Pyro is going to be the biggest opportunity for player created economy. Yeah. So I want to be there for that. This is going to be an essential tool for that transition where we would need multiple of these along with the crucible which is why i actually chose the starfarer to to kind of piggyback on that segment that we had last week in ship talk with the crucible those two ships are going to be prime assets in pyro system mm. absolutely absolutely agree man with no fuel you can't go anywhere and um I don't know if you've seen the map of Pyro. Um, in the star map, you have uh, the jump gate on one side of the system, and the station is pretty much on the other end of the system. Mm. So you have to fly once through the whole system. So once you get there to refuel, you can be sure if you didn't take enough QT fuel with you, you might not even make it there. Mm. So you'll be stranded in space. So absolutely man take starfarer with you if you if you want to go there and uh, set up base there with your mates you will need it you will absolutely need it absolutely you're 100 gonna need that and too if you have this if you have a decent crew you're gonna actually be able to make money there prime price points too premium it's going probably. to be a lawless no not probably most definitely given the fact that pyro is going to be lawless so you're going to have more pvp players there to pirate yeah to, to hold hostage ransom because you're going to have a player created economy with players bringing these ships crucible ships so you don't have to fly all <laughs> the way across the system so most definitely price is going to be critical and there's really not much players can do like what the fuck are you going to do guys, fly across the system yeah but guys this is not a ship talk <laughs> <laughs> but no it is though because pyro's next is essential pyro's next is, it's true it's, it's true it's, it's, it's true. essential it is. for that so it's, it it's is. relative yeah um it is you're right pyro's we're going to speak about pyro next so yeah we'll intertwine the two um so there's two there's two very there's a two variants there's a starfarer and there's a starfarer gemini 
So Starfarer Gemini yeah. is what Aegis uh, kind of have modified. I think they've put more armor on. It's got more weaponry. Um, it's kind of yeah, like it's a got missile. Yeah, it's uh, it's got uh, yeah, like a military version of the refueling uh, platform. Again, I like to always start off with the length, man, because that gives you a sense of scale. So people that are just listening on the podcast, they can imagine it's a hundred meters long, which is a football field. Uh, which is I'm getting good now because we're going through this every week. I remember the javelin being four hundred eighty meters long, so it's uh, almost a fifth, one fifth of a javelin. Um, and 46 meters wide yeah 100 meters is still big it's also quite tall yeah it's like need to to carry all that damn fuel yeah one thing i didn't know though is that the you know the fuel pods if you like i think they can be swapped out for cargo pods I'm not sure about cargo pods, but yeah, they they definitely mentioned that they can be exchanged for other stuff. So it might be it, it might even be mining bags, like uh, right on the prospectors. And yeah. Stuff. So and I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think I heard something in some video in the past uh, about um, the Starfarer being able to carry other modules that are not just cargo and uh, or or like either liquid or, or solid but uh, yeah. but actual modules that, uh, that that can help in in certain tasks like mobile refineries something yeah, it says, it says the listed cargo capacity is only for the dedicated cargo room and does not account for the extra space available for mm-hmm. from the bulk cargo pods have you been on one delta no, I haven't. I haven't even ever seen. I hate three. the inside of it, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> I hate the inside. Very industrial and boring. No, actually, it's it's pretty horrible. It's got like uh, that that polished brushed steel everywhere, and it's super reflective and uh, really annoying to move around. I heard. I heard it was designed because. Oh, I heard it was designed with having a FPS map in mind when it was designed it wasn't really designed intuitively like a ship i heard it was when they were designing it it's one of the really early ships that it was it's what it feels like on the inside it's an absolutely F- yeah it's just i hate yeah. i hate the ship i don't hate the ship i just yeah i hope it gets reworked for the for the owners it, it's not very practical mm. i mean my mate has one and every time i've I, I, wanted to fly with him <laughs> this thing i got lost i never found the cockpit like <laughs> you spent half an hour walking up and down stairs no no you need to take a left yeah <laughs> i'm lost again i mean i'm at a turret <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty confusing and as i said it's it's visually very unappealing to me because of all those shiny surfaces it's it's very reflective and um mm. yeah it needs some yeah love. i haven't been on one for a while but uh I think it was three ten. Fucking oil tanker. Yeah, yeah, and but I, and I say that as an analogy. Give it a lick of pain, man. I just don't yeah, like the. I just don't like the way it's designed. It's just weird. Yeah, it's big and bulky as fuck. But I will say this: so if if you're interested in the variants, so the the Gemini version is the UEE version. So you're going to trade off some c- cargo capacity and maneuverability for reinforced armor, 
increased shielding, uh, more powerful engines, stronger manned turrets, and you also have an optional missile pod uh, that can be swapped for fuel intake unit on either side of the Starfarer variance news. Mm. So that's going to be a plus. Uh, I'm not quite sure because CIG is getting to where now some of the variants that are UEE related we may not be able to get. Is this available for players is the question. Hmm. So if it is available, you would I would actually have a couple of these and a couple of regular ones hmm. as an individual player, especially running an org and wanting to move into Pyro to establish... Um, BP of Pyro. Mm. Yeah. They're very useful. I mean, so they refuel ships. They can refine gases and turn it into fuel. They can, um, you can swap out the pods in the back for cargo. And as you said, Ace and Delta, other things as well, probably in the future. Uh, mining, whatever, mining pods and other types of pods. So there's some flexibility there as well. Uh, with the as ugly, ugly Starfarer. The aesthetics, it, you know, it, it's MISC. What, what do you expect? It, you can't expect much more from MISC. It's, it's very practical. It's to the point. It does what it needs to do. You're not going to get any beautiful lines, curvatures. And apparently, as Ace said, they want to blind you as well. So you can't <laughs> see shit. <laughs> yeah, the inside is it's pretty hurtful, man. Yeah, and I hate the cockpit. It's like a freelancer cockpit. It's that dashboard oh. tr truck oh. cockpit, you know, where uh yeah, don't don't like it. Um but I'm gonna be definitely calling one up in Pyro. <laughs> I might not like it, but I'll be like, who's got a stuff there? I've run out of fuel. <laughs> Help me. Yeah, I mean liking versus needing it's two different things you know? yeah um so just some more just some more differences from what i can gather i've done some rudimentary research so it's got four guns pointing forward for the pilot when he pulls the trigger mm -hmm. um there the gemini's got um four size five guns sorry and then there's three turrets three turrets on the thing um the Gemini has got a size six turret with two guns and then two size fours, right? The normal version has got a size five turret with two guns and two size three turrets as well. So one step smaller weapons in the turrets for the normal version as opposed to, to the Gemini version. So I would have wanted to at least have a little more protection for, for this. I would say I would have rather had a six on the regular version and a size seven on the the larger version because you know you you're gonna be going up against a lot of pirates that are probably gonna be bringing one let's say probably a C2 once we get physicalized cargo. And I'm not saying specifically bringing a C2 for this, but when we get physicalized cargo, they're going to have a C2 there with a bunch of small fighters. That way, if they want to board a ship, they can take shit. So they're going to be flying around as a crew. I mean, that's what I do. Right. Um, but I, I would like to have had more protection for this in and of itself. 
which is not a huge request. And I don't even think that that's unbalancing. So, I mean, I guess the, the other advantage is that you will also be able to get um, a missile pod on the variant. So that'll add a little more protection. So I would definitely go with the variant. I'd probably, for every one variant I got, I'd get one of the regular as well, because you are exchanging and losing some some items, especially with the cargo capacity. And man, those pods, like those fuel pods, like, I mean, people are just going to be like, oh, shooting at those, really? eh? <laughs> like, they're yeah. like, they're like holding bombs underneath your ship. Um, Do you know if they're shielded? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing, because they're free floating in the back, and I don't know if they're actually shielded. Like, you've got your normal shield, but... Yeah, is there an extra layer of shield or extra layer of armor? Because, man, they're susceptible to just blowing up a chain reaction of explosions, really, once one of them blows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you, will get, you will get one? Is that... Is that... Oh, I, without a shadow of a doubt, I will have at least four of them. Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And I'll emphasize my point on why, because I'm very passionate about our next subject. That's uh, enough of the Starfarer, which kind of does, like you guys have already uh, mentioned, it does kind of come in handy in, in our law um, talk that we're going to focus on the system of Pyro. Um, so... Pyro is going to be, first of all, hopefully the next system we all go into. And then it's going to be the wild freaking west of, of Star Citizen. And all my friends that love to kill people are like, I can't wait for Pyro to come out. Um, so there's a lot of excitement around Pyro. Um, it's going to be a relatively empty system. Um but in a good way, empty. Uh, I think that emptiness is going to create a lot of gameplay opportunities, one of them being a Starfarer to refuel people or a repair ship to repair people and things like that. So it's a good empty. It's not a negative empty, in my opinion. Um, and we all spoke about the Xeno threat last week where the Xeno threat gang or group or organization, they live in the only space station in Pyro um, called Ruin Station, of all things. I'm really curious, as a Grim Hex fan, is this place more shit than Grim Hex or not? I don't know, but oh, we'll yeah. find out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> um, yeah, <that> is <laughs> shit. Almost the whole population of the system is pirates, so... Yeah. <laughs> well... I mean, Grim Hex, some uh, regular people. They might have money, though. Who knows? It might be successful oh, yeah. pirates. I, I don't know. Yeah. There ain't shit there right now. They broke as fuck. <laughs> they're waiting for us to come. They can afford freaking Idrises, so they're, good. they're doing something yeah, well, right. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're not that broke, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they stole that Idris. They didn't pay for that shit. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but another thing that kind of stands out for me is, so there's six planets and a dying star that makes up Pyro. 
And I've been to Pyro, guys. I didn't really realize I've been to Pyro. Every time I play Arena Commander Dying Sun oh, level, yeah. that's Pyro. Yeah, that's, so yeah, that's um, I've been to Pyro already. Um, six planets, a lot of them lifeless. It's like a lifeless kind of, uh, uh, you know, system. But the thing that stuck out to me is it has, I think, six freaking jump points to it. Exactly. That's that's the most important and interesting part about Pyro. It wouldn't be if it was if it wasn't for those jump points. But so I actually will have to correct you. There's seven. Seven. Sorry. Yep. So we got here's what we got on the jump gates. We got Pyro to Hadrian, Pyro to Terra, Pyro to Asa, Pyro to Kana, Pyro to Stanton, Pyro to Nyx, Pyro to Kashra. Yeah. So it's not only substantial, it's also pretty useful because it's like pretty spread out. It's not all just one direction. It's uh, it's central. It's like a, it's like a hub. It's like a hub of all these systems connected to it, but yet it's got nothing in it. And it's got one station with like racists or speciesists or whatever you want to call Xeno threat. So let me make a point there as to why I think that's the case. So if you think about it, the player-created economy that I was so hoping for is going to have its infancy in Pyro because a lot of those transactions are going to be player-to-player for your refueling. Um, Let's say when we get physicalized cargo and we say if, you know, you're you're mining and then we get... uh, mining ships and refinery ships and you know car it, it, it is on the star ferry will it be that we're going to get um you know refined cargo and you can put it on a cargo ship how is all of that going to work i don't know but let's say we got physicalized cargo and you're you've mined um, a shit ton of stuff and you now created a box if there's nowhere to sell that stuff it's going to be cargo related so then logistics comes into play Hmm. then you got to go back and forth from multiple systems and two uh i was looking at a chart that says so exports is is a very barren system although that there are some instances found to where there are rare materials what those rare materials are aren't identified but you we're gonna have to have and i would like to see this this actually introduced into the game to where um you you alluded to one of them moz in one of our previous episodes water mm. yep if if that's ever instituted you would need to import that because everything is barren there there's no habitable planet in pyro uh oxygen food um Obviously, the, the crime status is going to be high. Black market, narcotics. So we may indeed see another... I'm not even going to identify the fact of CIG trying to create a fucking jump town too, which really pisses me off. So we will actually have a Pyro 1.0 is what we will fucking have. Yeah. And will be much better than anything CIG is going to be able to uh, generically replicate Jump Town original. Uh, so so that I, I see that being a need 
to have seven jump points. And what I'd love to see is those seven jump jump points be two areas that are going to be definitely the next systems. Hmm. Yeah, I, I so agree. We'll, I agree. I think next, it's one of the next systems, if I'm if I'm not wrong. Nick, Nick, yeah, uh, and I'd li actually like to see. Um, it's, it's I think it's I think uh, the, the the way they're 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 planning to release them. Not one hundred percent sure though, so don't quote me on it. But but that would be good if if they did that and just focus on say Nix and then choosing another one, also Kano Terror, <laughs> then do those systems to where we all are connected, and every jump point is is necessary, um, and functional so why is pyro called pyro so you, all right why is pyro called pyro so pyrotechnic amalgamated which is a company that deals with uh, mining or dealt with mining and terraforming they had operations in the 26th century nobody knows if it really exists anymore why nobody knows if nobody knows it exists then the motherfucker must not exist because it ain't around <laughs> to be known about. Uh, so they, they are actually, ironically, even though they may not exist anymore, are known for uh, pioneering and discovering Pyro and Hadrian. So naturally, Pyro took the, the first part of, of Pyrotechnics, Amalgamated's name. Uh, what, what happened there was the system was first visited in 2493, 2469, a watch officer of Roustabout, an Earth flag tanker, was out in the Kano system, noticed a gravitic anomaly in you know a particular direction, which essentially came to be Pyro. They didn't even they sent that data back to, to Pyrotechnic Amalgamated. They did nothing with the information. Then years later, you know, obviously 2469, they, um, I mean, 2493 after 69, they decided to go look at, see what, what it was, went there, started looking for new areas to mine. Then they, uh, decided to go there after they reviewed old scan data, got there and essentially vanished like the fucking, uh, the Aztecs, like poof, gone. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting it's going to be an interesting place i can't wait for it to come out the uh, just some more fun facts like ruin station the only space station in in, in pyro is and, called and let me correct myself before i get some some history buff in here at maya the maya disappeared the maya there we go yeah, yeah. um ruin station is called ruin station because it kind of looks like it's falling apart <laughs> So here it says ruined stations not suitable for tourism. <laughs> no, definitely not. So care bears stay home. There's so there's six six planets and there's six moons as well in in the system and there's an asteroid cluster as well which might I don't know if it will be a mining um while mostly Probably worthless, will. some rare materials can be found here, it's saying, according to the wiki. So, yeah. yeah. My suspicion is uh, it will be something like 
high risk, high reward stuff for miners if they actually try and venture out to Pyro and mine there. Uh, yeah, it will be worth it. That's that's just my assumption. Though. No, I think you're spot on, Ace. I think they're not going to create. If you like, I'm just going to put hand quotes up. I know you both can't see me. A PvP zone without having. I reckon they're going to be. There's going to be some hidden valuables in Pyro to bring people in, to bring in the miners, bring in logistics, bring in that stuff, so that they can get pirated. It'll be absolutely pointless if it's like a barren space and it's just a bunch of arrows dogfighting in it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I reckon there'll be so high rewards, high rewards in Pyro. It would have to be with the caveat that this is a a non-hospitable place it's mm. barren um when i was reading on the the asteroid field which is named akiro cluster it stated that there actually is even though that it's barren there are some rare materials there yes so the reward could be with those rare materials maybe we'll even see some new materials introduced yeah. here in pyro because it's a completely different system we would expect that uh the geology to be similar but different in, in its own regard yeah i think there there actually is some mention of that in lore uh there's uh, certain spacesuits that are made with um with some fibers that only exist in the pyro system that are like super heat resistant and they use those to make uh, some some sort of heat resistant spacesuits I remember I remember reading something like that. I'm not sure if it was a plant or something, but some fibers from the pyro system. That, that's uh, yeah. Sure. Let me like you all agree, right? It's got to be it's got to have richness in it, right? Even though it's a dead system. Oh yeah. You know they've got to for gameplay reasons, right? It can't just be this dead place where, like I said, it's just you dogfighting with someone else and then that's it. So it's funny because I'm just reading about pyro two. On the wiki and there's a top paragraph which kind of says the planet's dead okay that's pretty much the summary of the top paragraph and then there's a second paragraph which might have been added later which says reassessment of the situation on pyro 2 now, i'm just going to read this short paragraph it says during the ongoing development of the pyro system in 2020 it was decided to reassess the planet's surface composition remember we're talking about pyro 2 Originally, it was a coreless dead husk stripped clean by a metal rush, as in like a gold rush, metal rush. Yeah. Ongoing development made the planet much more full of resources. So there you go. So Pyro 2, just as a small example, uh, might not be as dead as we think in regards to uh, richness of resources, So, which yeah, is good. And we'll see, we'll see this lure evolve over time because as of right now, we essentially have uh, what little the, the devs have given us along with, you know, you know, just the art map in and of itself. You can yeah. actually go into the art map and review each place, see what, what it is and get a small bit of information there. Outside of that, we, we have the, the dates, the times that it was discovered, what it was named after one of the interesting facts that i i noticed in my research that was there's a travel warning so you will sustain damage residual damage from pyro star wow while making transit through the system so as you travel through pyro your ship is going to be 
damage ever so slightly over a period of time. So guess what? This leads me into another um, aspect of Pyro that is very interesting to me. And I, I think I got a little frustrated a few weeks ago on a show about talking about, you know, the economy. So this economy is going to have to necessarily be a player-generated economy. So I have to go there. If I want to experience the gameplay of managing, you know, currency and setting prices and manipulating an economy, it's going to have to be there. Because what did we talk about? Refueling repair. So those crucibles, dude, we're probably going to need like six crucibles. Because as these planes are flying through, even if they're not attacked, they're still going to need repairs. Mm. And I hope that they introduce um, another crucible two or crucible capital or some shit to where we can actually fix larger ships and even oh. capital ships. We're going to need it. Yeah, there's always Vulcan repair ship with the repair drones. I think that will come in useful in that regard for yeah. fixing big ships that don't fit the crucible. Yeah, so, the yeah, Vulcan, the Vulcan, yeah. Absolutely necessary. Um, so from what I understand, Pyro is going to be player-created economy, but you need to understand it's going to be PCC. There's not going to be a loop in the game. It is just going to be open, and those transactions are going to be agreed amongst each player. But guess what? If you come to me and I tell you that it's not three Alpha UEC to fill up your ship, that it's going to be a 1,200 or 10,000, what the fuck you going to do? You ain't got no choice, dude. You're going to have to pay it. Mm -hmm. So as we get in there, the prices to determine what is. And the people that can survive and have a, a well-oiled crew, if you will, are going to be able to to set whatever prices they want. So you're going to have to fly around in fleets in this situation. You're going to have to bust those fleets up into multiple fleets uh, to to hit different points that where you could control those regions. So guess what is coming? A large fucking war. But as soon as oh yeah, opens up, it's going to be yeah. oh yeah, mayhem, batshit, <laughs> mayhem. Up. Yeah, oh, mayhem. guys, you you better get your training <laughs> on point. And then I alluded to the fact already that uh, physicalized cargo is going to be a game changer too because then we'll be able to tractor beam cargo off of one ship, put it on another ship. Logistics is going to come back into play, uh, you know, because there's going to be a need to to transport, you know, things to and fro, especially as we get um, new inventory systems, new items, entities added into the game as well like th there's so much more potential here in pyro and then i would even like in the future to to see some aspect of a trading terminal or a trading tab in the moby glass for listing you know items per from from players player to player group more like a, a trade post that i talked about in my last mmo i think that would make a, a definitely interesting such situation so um but we'll see when it comes in when are we going to get pyro that's that's the true question yeah we could get it this year i personally think it's probably going to be when we transition to uh the 4.0 releases 
because they usually at a dot o move and transition into something much larger and game changing. So I think that's when Pyro is going to come out. Pretty sure we should hear something about it at Citizen Con this year. Maybe hell we'll hear. Oh, you know, January of twenty nine fifty two, Pyro is <laughs> coming. But now knowing how they release things. Could you imagine what we're going to be dealing with Pyro? But, but maybe we get new servers in a completely different for that system. And then the new servers are built on or upgraded to or an upgrade to what we're currently dealing with Stanton because it's brand new. And they're like, okay, guys, we know this now. We need this for our servers. So now Pyro has that. So we may even wind up with better servers and we're going to need them because we're going to have a lot of action and PVP to stress this, the back end of the system. Definitely need better servers. No doubt about that. <laughs> so it's an unclaimed yeah. system as well, which blows my mind, man. The fact yeah. that it's got so many, it's such a hub, but it's unclaimed. It's crazy. There's not much room to claim, I suppose. There's no resources and stuff, I suppose, to sustain a large army as well. It's so dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, not even the I, army. The government needs to go where it has citizens to tax. Because remember this, a government's number one resource is its tax population. Its tax base is its natural resource. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 it's not just always popular. It's not always just population. If you've got a hub where you know trade can, if you secure it, you can, and the flow of traffic can then be taxed. That's also quite valuable for yeah. for, for a government as well. It's not just people that yeah, live yeah. there. If you can secure Pyro and open it and say, "Hey, caterpillars, you can go in now untouched," mate, there'll be five systems seven systems talking to each other you know it's just crazy what a hub this place is i didn't realize what a hub that pyro is it's quite well, it's gonna interesting. be amazing and and you know i said the number one resource for a government was it so number two resource would be anything in the economy to and fro as you said they could they could regulate jump points now imagine that jump points that's going to be uh, a place you know where now people are uh targeting po yeah they're gonna target jump, jump points, points. They're gonna jump points and be like if you want to get by here uh, you need to pay us yeah so we're gonna have tolls and fees from certain orgs but it's gonna this right here is gonna be a game changer for star citizen and then you know the care bears are gonna be excited because all the cool players and the players that are actually going to test the fuck out of the game are going to Pyro. Yeah, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be mayhem. Oh yeah. Um, you know, one thing I've been talk I've been thinking about that you've been talking about Delta. You know, the the kind of impacting the economy where you came from your previous MMO and you know you kind of mastered that art. And then we we know it's not. This is. Uh, it's not the same case in Star Citizen. Star Citizen, you know, the 90-10 balance that we spoke about that, you know, the AI is going to be running things. They're going to make you feel like a person 
in a universe. You're a small person in a giant universe with a hundred systems and five different alien or whatever cultures or whatever, you know. So, but what you've alluded to, Delta, and I think this is where you have to settle for it. And I think you've, you're, you've actually just said it. I'm just saying it in a different way is that you as an individual human being in a giant universe, right? Realistically, you would only be able to impact your local area, right? So in those areas like Pyro, where the law system's weak, you can manipulate the market, you know, by controlling that that one system or controlling half the system or providing services in that system. So what I'm trying to say is I think you can carve out what you want, i.e. having... Pyro. Yeah, in these sort of Wild West systems, you know, I think you but can get what you, you want, you know. You don't have to leave yeah, the game. I, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah I, that. Um, <laughs> I do remember saying that. So one of the things that I, I'd say to to tag along with that, but also counter it in a way, is that, okay, so Pyro, for the most part, is not habitable. The other thing that we should eventually see in another system is not so much influence of you know and i guess we kind of covered this in the nexus system to where the uee didn't have a substantial presence Hmm. Uh, but we should see in other systems to where we have habitable planets but the uee is not there you know individually liberated planets within the system and there's no you know um universal law and the UEE is not there, we should have systems like that uh, where there is still the economic opportunity that Pyro will present maybe as a test bed and apply it to habitable places to where you have access to more resources and Mm. more influence. Because if that's going to be the case, then that's reasonable. It adheres to fidelity. Because I would never go back to Stanton once Hmm. Pyro launches and another system opens up that's habitable, has more resources, but carries the underlying principles that Pyro has to a degree. Hmm. That would be more interesting than to me in my gameplay and the way I like to play as opposed to ever returning to stanton like now that i know about pyro and i've researched it to the extent that we have for this podcast i don't have any interest of ever returning to stanton hmm. yeah yeah you you and a lot of i think uh, good old sort of pirates and stuff you know my only problem with pyro is it has one space station to sp- spawn at or whatever right so this this kind of makes me want to like beg CIG to get base building happening quicker because that space station is what is controlled by a bunch of like you know I'm just going to call them racist racist yeah so I feel uncomfortable going there and shopping and and spawning and living and using that particular space station yeah, yeah. um but that's the only freaking space station there. So it kind of, come on, CRG, give us base building so we can all build mm-hmm. our own little outpost in Pyro if, if we can survive and, and sort of not have anything to do with those, you know, rascals. But anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to say it. Don't crucify me. Yeah. You probably know what I'm about to say. 
server meshing is going to be the other aspect of that because think <laughs> about this even if because base building is going to be a mechanic that they have to i don't know where they are i haven't looked at the roadmap on base building but i don't think it's anytime soon no i no, would imagine that no. the development for that is going to be years away absolutely the, the, the absolutely. next step to be able to allow us to have uh bases are going to be the large capital ships to where we're just flying through in a as a fleet yeah um, you know we, yeah, we're flying through as a as a fleet we got to have server meshing and some of these ships can actually host like 80 players and that's just 80 players on one big ass ship and then we if we're going to run a fleet then we got to, to man the other ships that are around this one big ass ship and then that's just say one org or one group then we got to have multiple groups so there's a I, I i see the flaw here now in pyro now that you've identified that because there is no place to have a base and we don't even have the mechanics to have a base even if we had a ship that would like we could take the javelin for instance and and have use that as as part of our base but yeah that's it, my that's yeah. my point forget about base building i'm just dreaming yeah. i'm not i'm not saying it's coming in out general. next but i'm just saying there's just one spot in pyro is a space station well i i'd say as far as we know of i mean it's true like it's one space station but yeah. the planets could be covered with like small illegal outposts and hidden that is true my friend and so you know what i hope they change yeah yeah actually you're right i forgot i fucking for some reason i didn't even enter them my brain you're right there could be not like lawville or arcorp or anything but like a shitty scrapyard where you can spawn yeah. and spawn your vehicles large vehicles and take off from so that is a valid point eight i hope and I'm, I'm sure it will. CIG can design games much better than me. Planetary Grim Hex. Yeah, yeah. Just like oh, some, random. Like this. Yeah, that's actually a good point, Ace. Yeah. And it could. It's still in the early stages. Yeah. Um, I do know that, that the system should be damn near complete by now, I would think. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I would Probably. hope. I would hope. And, and then subsequently after they release this, we should receive systems much faster. Like it should be like every year or every couple years and then every year and then every six months and then every three months because that technology is developing and it should get constructive, cumulative as this game is. And then they can copy and paste and put this there. Uh, outside of that, you know, that's a, this is as much as we know about Pyro. I, some of the interesting facts you know, to me, because I, I get into all sorts of crazy ass information, it is that the the star is an orange dwarf. So an orange dwarf, to put it in perspective of scale, is like fifty to eighty percent of the sun uh, of of solar system. Right. So it, it's it's not as large. It's not as powerful. So that would also be maybe the reason why those planets aren't as ha have they aren't habitable there are no habitable planets yeah, it's a dying sun out. it's a dying yeah. sun yeah they're, they're all and gonna get the 
collided into each other and uh i think it's four and five and one of them is dragging the other into its uh into its orbit slowly but surely jeez so, yeah <laughs> it's, it's chaotic system in every regard you get radiated just by being there yeah yeah so the the only life that's coming to pyro is going to be the player created content and the players mass migrating there and there's going to be a huge influx um uh exodus to pyro then there's going to probably be you you think jump town original was you know epic wait till pyro comes in this is going to be probably if if jump town was a couple months i'd be willing to bet that the wars and uh before they start to stabilize and diplomacy gets implemented it's probably going to be a, at least a year mm. of wars mm. at minimum <laughs> six months oh yeah oh. big orcs will fight yeah. in big time yeah yeah Pretty sure about that pyro be awesome yeah pyro that's it that's all we know hopefully it comes out at 4.0 and 4.0 comes out january 2952 all right i think that'll sum up our law scripted law section thank you guys uh, that was really interesting and i can't wait for for uh for pyro to come out and uh we'll move right on on to uh the open mic This is our segment where we have open mic. It is what it is. So each one of us has a random idea. We don't know what it is. Just throw it out there. We we structure everything else. So we want to give ourselves a position to just talk about whatever on the fly. No research. All right, guys. So open mic. What you got this week, Ace? Actually, not much. I, I haven't I haven't thought about anything like outside of 314 i've been quite busy with uh with getting to use the the new flight model and and all the uh what's it called the the power triangle and such okay so how about this for you ace what's up with your you're developing a whole armor set yeah your armor you know stanton is about the looks and you gotta (laughs) go with it you know so uh, we can't we can't see it but you've got now two shoulder pads and a chest plate on Uh, yes i do indeed and it's uh getting painted this week i hope if i can make the time upgrades left and right it's going to be really interesting watching that because guys citizens that have been with us since the beginning if you guys have noticed every single week that we've had this show and what are we on guys the eight. ninth episode eight nine or number eight nine. i think it's yeah. number nine. Oh, it's nine way up there yep yeah eight nine ten we, i don't know <laughs> so we, we, we've been doing this so long now we're starting to lose track but every <laughs> single week whether it's eight nine ten eleven fourteen eighteen he always has a new upgrade to his armor set and it's really interesting just watch the the slow evolution of it then there's like an epic jump then he's slowly evolving over time phenomenal shit man it's it's amazing Cheers. uh so moss what you got for open mic this week uh i was gonna ask i, I don't know i don't know if i was gonna 
so I suppose this is twofold. One before we kind of half answered this, I suppose, with with pyro and no pyro. Like right now, um, if you had to have call somewhere a home base, whether it's because of your org or whether if, because you like the view, whether it's you like the shopping, whatever it is, if you what would be your home base? What would be the place that you would call your home if if you could call somewhere your home and let's pretend pyro's out out released and it's got ruined station over there so out of all the places let's say the game forced you to pick a home base and you had to go home and get out of your ship for i don't know for some weird saving feature to happen or whatever right um so what would you what 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 where would you call your home at the moment today in the state of today logging out of ships actually works in your bed uh well logging out of <laughs> ships works but you, you can you can be out. you can be anywhere to log out of a ship so b- besides logging out of your ship um unless it's a specific funky location delta then sure you can say that um where would you say is your home uh definitely for me pyro is going to be my home it actually has revigorated my interest in this game yep because the pioneering there i'm i'm a pioneer like especially now with my target set on entering the economy of Mm -hmm. pyro and being there to help establish that and maybe even manipulate it because that that's where i i get my shits and giggles especially my reward in games are being able to to tweak with the economics and and manage currency absolutely pyro yeah within pyro system it would be hard to determine where because you would want to have multiple shops set up especially if you're going to be offering the mechanic services refueling then logistics as well so it would probably wind up splitting the org maybe into to two situations depending on but definitely oh, pyro. Pyro. pyro has got my target set on. So Ace, if you had to choose a home in in today's current version of of the game, um, where you wake up every time you log in and you go back to, where would you choose? I kind of want to have a small base on Daymar. Yep. Uh, not not like a full blown airport or whatnot. I want something small and hidden, like our, our own little colony. That would be like. Uh, my ideal thing okay very nice but i would love little settlement on on daymar they like that like for for me and the orc boys yeah Uh, a a renegade hippie space army pretty much yeah in the desert ragtag group of individuals that live by no no rules and no standards they do what they want when they want and adhere to no rules and guidelines applied to them by anyone. Rude but accurate. <laughs> Rude but accurate. <laughs> <laughs> At least he owned it. Yeah. yeah, he owned it. Fair point. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm a my my character like description 
until he or she dies within the first five seconds when death of a spaceman comes so i've spent like you know two hours building a character background which i'm sure i'll have to do redo again once you know as soon as i die <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah i mean i'm a grim hexian so i get excited when bits get added to grim hex i really do when that place gets love i get like super excited but I think I've moved from Grim Hex because just because you're born somewhere doesn't mean that you live there. I think, um, ironically, for all the wrong reasons, um, I'm I'm a Lawvillian at the moment in the sense that I just find it central to everything, like the location of Lawville, and I found that the bounties, the 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 bounties in that area are more uh, dense. There's more like bounty missions there um so yeah for me at the moment it seems like me and my org are always meeting up you know everest harbor is where people come out of prison and all that sort of stuff so it's a seems to be a bit of a hub hub for us at the moment but shopping wise new babbage new babbage has got everything that you could need all the ships components mining stuff whammers nightclubs everything as far as now i would absolutely agree with everything you said i did the exact same thing for, yeah. for both instances yeah I so mean, that's it's, it it's practical at the moment yeah that's my so open as, mic over to you delta as for me normally i have soapbox issues but i don't have that this week i'm not gonna sit here and raise hell and then <laughs> tell you how to fix the game and what to implement because Pyro has actually literally given me uh, excitement that I had when I first started playing because I was very disappointed with a lot of things. When we covered, you know, Quanta and got on the subject of economy and us only getting a 90-10 split um, and being able to influence and affect the economy, that really depressed me. Then 314 came out. And that was just like a kick in the balls, dude. It, it really, I had to take a knee on that and, and figure out what I was going to do with my life as far as my gaming situation. But Pyro is more or less, um, I don't know, it, it that exodus I want to be a part of. I want to be able to pioneer the establishment of a player-created economy the the prices with that the exchange of funds the the application like think about it from an org perspective you're an org leader moz one of the biggest issues as an org leader in this game as it develops is keeping people active and interested in the game when pyro comes into it's going to be all hands on deck like yeah. guys, what are you doing? We need to get in here if the game is playable. Yeah. Because if it's not playable, then no one's going to log in. Like right now, our activity level has absolutely absolutely dropped because of three four uh, three fourteen dot uh, But when when Pyro launches, if it's smooth and and CIG don't release that fucking system until it's smooth. Uh, now, to my point. Pyro is going to require an org to be organized. Communication is going to be necessary. Activity level is going to be necessary. You're going to need your PVEers. You're going to need your PVPers. 
and we all need to function together as a group. So it gives a dynamic to the org as, as having reason to be in game, be in discord, being active. We are going to need support. There are going to be the situations where you're introduced to fighting. If you're a PVEer, you're going to want to have backup with your PVPers. PVPers are going to want to be there to give security to the PVEers that are refueling salvage. Salvage, do you imagine how much shit you're going to be able to salvage in yeah. Pyra from these yeah. wars? Like with physicalized everything, when these ships start to explode and you can salvage pieces, it's just going to be epic dude it's going to be a gold rush in many ways that a lot of people aren't going to consider yeah you oh, yeah. say you say all this stuff and you know it all hinges on i don't want to say the technology that jesus takes again uh, just that stuff that stuff's just got to happen for this stuff to happen it, it, so it does, yeah it, it so i don't want to i don't want to say it again because yeah it's it getting does, tired man. getting tired of saying no, it, it so i do have a tendency to be able to paint a pretty idealistic and energizing picture yeah but and look i'm happy exactly what it is yeah idealistic. i'm happy that that has given like the last thing i want to do is another podcast with an empty seat and <laughs> that's in that <laughs> over there saying guys i'm so sorry delta's actually he's playing something else so uh that that would be a great shame so for me i'm happy to hear that um you know, pyro is an injection that that will make. It's just the thought of it makes me excited. So yeah, I'm happy that you're excited as well, Delta. No, I would I would never quit Star Citizen. So I may I may bitch. I may say that that I had to take a knee. I had to really consider what I was going to do. But no game has ever pushed me to that like Star Citizen. Yeah, you're being honest. I, but. It, but then, yeah, I'm just being honest, straight up. Like, I'm yeah. not going to quit the game. Like, they'd have to really fuck this game up or shut down the, the whole entire company before I'd quit it. Because, you know, there are those days where I'm like, God, but it's, it's, it's like having a fucked up relationship with with a, uh, a f girlfriend. Like, damn, she's beautiful. <laughs> God, she bitches and complains <laughs> a lot. She's always raising hell at me. She's crazy <laughs> as fuck. Ah, but... The sex is so good, <laughs> so it's like you know, yeah, you you, you you like that with it. So it's 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 a it's a love hate kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can be cynical about it, but I can also you know juxtapose that with you know positivity, optimism, because I do have faith in the game. And and I I as much as people bitch and complain and and talk shit about Chris Roberts, to be honest with you, I would use this analogy. I think Chris Roberts is the Elon Musk, literally, of gaming and space simulation. Like, he is just as passionate as Elon is about IRL space colonization. Chris Roberts is, is hit. The problem here is, is that his idea was so epic that it just continues the compound. And as things are practically being rolled, out it's like oh shit now we can do this and now we can do that so it's like bam 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 it's like he yeah, smokes a lot of weed up. or trips on lsd and it's like holy shit i can do this and and and, and it's going to be an amazing game hmm. it will it ever be you know uh a game that is released no we will always have quarterly patches in my opinion 
I think we will always have, you know, 700 to 1,000 employees working on this game because think about it, dude. How many systems are on the ARC map? I mean, is that all the systems? It, yeah, 100, over 100 systems is what they want to have for this. Like, they're going to push gaming technology in ways that it ain't never been pushed before. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed, my friends. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I think so, guys, that, that wraps up the open mic for this week. Uh, we don't have any questions, so yeah. I'm going to take this time, guys, to say, please interact with us. Uh, send in some some questions to the show. We'll we'll read them online. We'll give you our opinions on your questions. If this is a statement that you're asking us an opinion on, uh, whatever it is, just send those to uh, the citizen feed at Gmail. We also have a, a Discord. More than welcome to jump in. Link is in the description and below. We would absolutely appreciate that. So I'm going to shift this to Ace36. Yeah, we would like to thank everybody for listening in again. And um, as Delta just said, follow us on Discord or, I mean, join our Discord and have a talk with us directly. We're almost always there. You can send feedback and questions. Um to the email or in the discord we'll be answering them uh, we appreciate the support and interaction we got so far and um, thanks so much for helping out and yeah don't forget to spool that quantum button and no i mean the like button <laughs> and yeah hit the bell so you get a notification once the next video of us goes live and thanks for listening Goodbye. Quantum back. Watch the show. <laughs>